and I taught there at his uh, uh, school, and uh, our hearts have been knit together. He's a really precious uh, brother in Christ. Uh, quick announcements. Uh, th- uh, I got a call from Lee Metcalf this morning. He's one of the officials with the uh, uh, Arizona D- District Council, and he told me that uh, there's a uh, uh, preacher that needed to uh, park his trailer in our parking lot. And so, uh, if you see a trailer here in the next couple of days, uh, don't worry about it. That's uh, you know, precious brother of the Lord. Uh, Know, that's going to be parking his trailer there. Okay? Uh, Wednesday night meetings. Uh, Sarah is still going to have hers at her house. Uh, our Wednesday meeting is uh, canceled for this week only because uh, uh, I'm going to be busy taking uh, uh, Mr. David and Brian to uh, St. George where they will be catching a shuttle to go to the Las Vegas airport and they're heading back home for uh, to Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, Mr. David usually spends about how long? Five weeks here? Four, yeah. Usually four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. Uh, his home is in uh, Pennsylvania, and then he'll be flying back to Thailand. So uh, be sure to pray for both of them and uh, Mr. David as he flies back to Thailand. Pray for them for their traveling mercies. And uh, we praise and thank you, uh, the Lord, for this. Um, Mr. David is going to come up in just a minute to uh, uh, share his uh, burden and his vision for the uh, uh, not only the Thai people, it's an international school, so you have uh, people from all different uh, nationalities that send their uh, children to his school. So he's going to be sharing uh, uh, that in just a short bit. Uh, We're going to take a special offering. I take it for him right after the first offering, but I want him to be able to share it first so you can uh, uh, better decide, you know, if you want to go on ahead and uh, give an offering to his ministry. And uh, so, uh, uh, Dolly, if you would uh, come up here, we'll take the first offering, which will be for the... uh, Good morning. It's very nice to be with you this morning, and I want to just thank Pastor Cliff and his amazing wife, Dolly, for hosting us here in the Fredonia area and um, just showing us some of God's beautiful and amazing creation all around this area. So we had a great day yesterday, and uh, I think I'm just extremely excited to be with you this morning and to share with you a little bit about Thailand and about what goes on in our school and in our ministry uh, in Thailand. And uh, I'll tell you a lot about that in a moment, but normally in Thailand, we would greet you even on a Sunday morning with Sawati Kap, Sabadi Mai Kap. It's just uh, hi and how are you? And uh, lots of Thai churches um, that have already had their Sunday services because they're almost a day ahead of us here. And so uh, they've uh, already worshipped the Lord uh, back. I call it home in Thailand because I've been in Thailand for 25 years. 25 years. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, 
in my brief presentation this morning, normally when I share this presentation, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. Don't worry, don't have a heart attack. <laughs> I'm going to condense that, um, just fly through it and condense it into about 15 minutes this morning because I know uh, Pastor Cliff has worked uh, hard and prayed hard to prepare uh, a message from God's Word for you. But thank you uh, to the church for giving me the opportunity to share just a little bit about Bangkok Christian International School and a little bit about myself and why I'm there and what we're doing. And um, I'm a strong believer in the reality that Satan is attacking our children. He wants to steal the future from our children and from our young people. And if you know, see anything going on around us in the U.S., you know a lot about what's happening in schools and what's being taught in schools. And so for BCIS, or Bangkok, Bangkok Christian International School, we are very um, zealous and um, have a heavy burden, a big heart for reaching our children with biblical truth, sound biblical truth. We want to build the foundation of God's word in their hearts and in their minds so that in the future they have a solid rock to be based on, to be rooted in, to be to stand on. Because through the media and the internet, television, movies, social media, YouTube, and so many other ways, our children are, are being bombarded on a daily basis from morning till night, 24-7, with a gateway to so many things out there that we wish they wouldn't see or wouldn't be exposed to, but they are. And it's very hard to monitor that and to keep them away from that. So the only way to counter that is to teach them the Word of God, teach them the truth, so that they have a proper perspective on themselves, who they are in Christ, and they have a proper perspective on the world around them. So I better get going because uh, I just have a short time here. just going to take a quick look at my watch to know. All right. Make sure I give plenty of time for Pastor Cliff. So um, I often start with this verse, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives even unto death. So that means anywhere, any place, here in Fredonia or even halfway across the world in Thailand, sometimes we have to sacrifice. As Christ followers, we have to give up a lot if we want to share the gospel and if we want to share the truth of God's word to the world around us. And as an international school, we have a lot of students from a lot of countries we have a lot of students from a lot of Asian countries, South Korea, Singapore, of course, Thailand, many Thai students, China, many Chinese students coming from mainland China where they're persecuted severely. They can't go to a Christian school. It's illegal there. They come to our school because it's very close and it's affordable and it's small and a family atmosphere. And so they come there because they have a safe environment, safe place where they can get a Christian education. Uh, Burma, um, Cambodia, a lot of places around us, and even students from Europe and America. So we have students from all around the world. I tell people all the time that working in an international school or even going to an international church, which we have in our school on Sundays, is like a small taste of heaven. Because I think that's what heaven is going to be like. It's going to be people from all tribes, nations, tongues, worshiping the Lord together, praising Him together in in His presence. And so when you get that opportunity here on earth, um, 
in, a, in an environment like an international school. It's really amazing because it feels like a small taste of heaven that we're going to experience when we go to be with the Lord someday in the future, whenever God decides that is. But I want to focus on the word of their testimony. Of course, we wouldn't have a testimony without the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is it's the remission, uh, salvation from all of our sins because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so I can't stand up here today and share anything without testifying of God's grace on my life and salvation through his blood. And that's why I have a testimony to share. So very quickly, um, I came to know Christ as a very young boy. I was listening to a Billy Graham crusade on television with my dad. And um, I was very young, and I didn't understand everything that that meant. My dad tried to explain it. And at a very... As a very young child, I accepted Christ into my heart, and that was in part due to the great evangelist Billy Graham and his message that he shared. And then I went to high school in Pennsylvania. Those were very rough, turbulent years for me, not easy. Um, and then I, I'm just quickly going through a little bit of background about myself. I went to a state university. I started off in Shippensburg University in Pennsylvania. And during that time, um, my life kind of took a downward spiral, maybe late high school and then early university because it was a, I was, grew up in a Christian home and I grew up in church. I saw a lot of things in church that kind of raised my eyebrows and troubled me a bit. And um, when I got to university, I drifted far from the Lord and from that those early days when I heard Billy Graham's message about the gospel and gave my life to the Lord at a very young age and I grew quite far away from the Lord. And I felt empty, and I felt lost. And yeah, um, the Bible tells us that sin is only fun for a season, and it has great consequences. And my parents kind of understood. Now I understand this. I didn't understand it then. That um, my life was going in a very wrong direction, and an opportunity came up um, for a miracle to happen. And that miracle for me was Liberty University in Virginia. You may have heard of it. Uh, quite a large Christian university. And it's at Liberty University where my entire life uh, changed. And this verse at Liberty became very important to me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And there's a lot I could tell you about my time at Liberty, but all you need to know for now is my life was completely changed by God. I rededicated my life at a crusade that was happening on campus. Many thousands of students did. It was an amazing week called Spiritual Emphasis Week. And I knew that um, something had to change in my life. And so I know God brought me here. And I know that um, it was divine kind of appointment for me to go to Liberty University. And I knew that it was time to, to die to myself and my own desires and give my life to the Lord. And that's uh, when I had a lot of opportunities for missions. I went to Russia when I was at Liberty for uh, work in orphanages and hospitals, uh, mainly with children. And then I went to Albania, actually twice, also to orphanages to help children. So I had a heart for children, I had a heart for teaching, and I had a, the biggest thing was a heart for missions and for the Lord to serve God and tell others about the Jesus that changed my life, uh, especially in university once and for all, and gave me the desire to serve him for the rest of my life. And so 
that was the day or the days that changed my life. But um, basically, a missionary, a Korean missionary, came to Liberty at our convocation. They can't call it chapel because of uh, the laws and restrictions uh, of the government here, but they call it convocation. But I was in chapel with about, I don't know, 5,000 students. And five minutes in there, a missionary talked about a vision for a school called Bangkok Christian International School. It was not called that then. It was not the first name of the school. And I heard it, and he said, I'm going to be on campus until 5 p.m. If you are interested, come see me in the religion hall. They called it the religion hall. And I went to eat, friend, I went to eat lunch with my friends, and I couldn't get this uh, missionary's talk off my mind. I couldn't forget about it. So to make a long story short, because I knew the missionary was leaving that evening, I went over to talk to him, and he told me his vision and, and his passion for creating a school in Bangkok, Thailand, which I knew nothing about, Southeast Asia, which I knew nothing about. I thought maybe I was going to go to Eastern Europe because I had been on several mission trips there during my time at Liberty. And uh, he wanted to open a school for MKs and PKs. Those are missionary kids and pastor's kids to give them an affordable Christian education because the other schools there are so expensive, international schools, and the missionaries who make very little um, support could not pay for a good education, and they were too busy to homeschool their children at home. So he wanted to open up a school for them to provide an affordable Christian education. And that's the day that changed my life because I, I listened, and he told me everything about it, and he said, uh, another young lady from Pennsylvania, uh, Miss Heijin Kang, um, who actually went with me to Thailand. Uh, they were considering her, and he said, our board's going to go back and pray about you. And I thought this was all happening too fast, way too fast. And uh, I kind of forgot about it. This was my senior year at Liberty. That's my fifth year of university because the transfer cost me a year. So I had uh, my first five years of university were in the U.S., and I had another five in Thailand as well. Um, but anyway... Um, Right before, a couple months later, right before I was about to graduate, I got a call, and it was missionary Un Kil Jung from Thailand. And he said, our board has prayed, and we feel that God is leading us to invite you to come to Thailand to serve as a teacher in the school that we're opening for MKs and PKs. And I just said yes. It's a long story. I just said yes. Probably my parents thought I was crazy. Um, maybe they were worried. I don't know. remember exactly what they were thinking or how what they said, but... I decided I was going to give up everything, even my uh, dreams to be a missionary in, in Eastern Europe, to go to Thailand, knowing very little. In my last year of university, I met a lot of Korean students, Asian students, um, students from Laos, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I had no idea why I was making all these new friends from Asia, but God knew that I was going to be going to Asia, and I didn't know that at that time, but it all kind of fell into place. In fact, one of my best Korean friends, a young lady uh, named Miss Che, uh, followed me out to Thailand also and became our grade two, uh, or sorry, grade one teacher at that time. So um, yeah, there's Bangkok. I think when Mrs. Dolly sees these pictures, she will miss home a little bit when she sees Thailand. I, uh, if you ever get a chance to come out, please come, and we'll show you the school, and we'll show you a lot of, about Thailand and the needs there in Thailand. Thailand needs Jesus, just like any country needs Jesus. And the name of Jesus is very powerful, all-powerful, right, to break down the strongholds of Buddhism or 
you know, any kind of philosophy that's um, not true and can uh, really make life changes, eternal life changes in the lives of Thai people and anyone that God brings through the international school or the churches there. It was very interesting uh, the way I came to know the Lord. This is 1997 at Liberty University. I came to know Christ through a Billy Graham crusade and the keynote speaker at my graduation at Liberty was Billy Graham. And I got to receive my diploma from Dr. Falwell and Billy Graham, the guy who helped lead me to the Lord through a TV crusade many years before that. So I thought that was very interesting. It's amazing how God works. And so the guy who was very important in leading me to the Lord, I get to get my university diploma from him right before I went to Thailand. So I was off to Thailand, and that brings me to BCIS. And I have just a couple minutes left. So this is our logo now, the dove, just a symbol of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's presence and power in us after we come to know the Lord. And I believe his presence is very strong in our school. We don't call it our school. Actually, we call it God's school. We always say BCIS was established by God in 1997, and it was sustained by God through many ups and downs, mountains and valleys. And it continues uh, to be a place where children and young people and even teachers are tremendously impacted eternally by the power of Jesus' name and by the power of his word. And many, many testimonies. I have many students that are grown now and married and in careers, professional careers all around the world that still contact me and talk to me. And they reflect on their years at Bangkok Christian International School and what an impact God had made on their life through the Bible teaching, and of course, we have strong academic programs to prepare them for the real world and for uh, university, of course, but we integrate the Bible into all of that in every subject, believe it or not, whether it's art, physical education, music, science, math, uh, reading, we integrate biblical truth and biblical principles into everything we teach and everything we say. We have chapels every week. We have devotions every morning with teachers first. We start every day with God. And we start every class with students with a prayer and a Bible verse. And we have times where we worship. We have youth camps and lots of things going on where we try to pour the truth of God's word into the hearts and minds of the children. And so that's me way back in 1997. I think I'm still just as handsome now. I think so. Um, I'm not quite as thin as I was then, but anyway, that's Miss Che standing next to me. She came with me. That's Miss Kong. She came with me. Um, we all arrived together, um, and that's our first principal, uh, missionary Unkil Jung, um, who was an amazing man and mentor in my life as well. And uh, I'm taking an oath there. Um, and those are some of our first teachers. A lot of Korean because it was a, a school established by Korean missionaries. Korean board, but it was international, and it's in Thailand, but you see a lot of, that's our first teacher team in 1997. We had about 35 students. That's my first class. Long time ago. We have Thai, Canadian, and Korean, and they're all grown up now in their, serving in their careers, and married, most of them. I still keep in touch with uh, two or three of them until this day. Can you believe that? 25 years later, we're still in touch with a few of those students in this picture from 1997. So the impact that we have on people, you never know. I think we'll never really know until we get to heaven the impact we have on lives when we just serve the Lord faithfully and we 
teach and share about the power of the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus' name to set us free from sin and from bondage and from so many other things. Um, it doesn't mean we become perfect, not in this life. When we receive our glorified bodies and, and meet the Lord face to face, that will happen. But um, God, when God is with us, we have the power through his name, through his Holy Spirit, through his word to overcome, right? And to to live a life honoring to him, even though we slip up sometimes. So that's uh, my second class. And you see the students are growing and the classes are growing. I was growing. We're growing more and more as the years go by. And so this is our vision. This is what I want to finish with. Um, I want you to just kind of know our heartbeat and who we are at BCIS, raising godly leaders of Christian integrity. When's the last time you heard that in America in a school? We can't read the Bible in public schools. We can't pray. We can't even look like we're praying because it's illegal here. What we can do in Thailand in a 99% Buddhist country is illegal in most places, public places, public schools in the U.S. So we have a great privilege and opportunity, and we do have Western children in our school as well, who will positively impact all aspects of society, society for the glory of God. Our mission statement, to equip our students to live and serve effectively in our global community by teaching them to apply wisdom through the comprehension, appreciation, and evaluation of, the wor of the, our world in light of God's inspired word. So we want them to have a biblical perspective. We want them to be grounded in the Bible and have a solid knowledge and transformation through uh, the salvation that they can only receive through Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us there's no other name under heaven by which we can be saved except through the name of Jesus. The name that can heal, can do anything, is all-powerful, right? So um, we want to provide a quality international education, but in a caring Christian environment. Teach them how to lead biblically. Teach them how to be independent with God leading their life. Not independent from God, but they can live and survive and strive and succeed on their own, but with God as their, their head of their life, leading their lives. Of course, we celebrate diversity because we have students from so many different nations from all around the world um, and promote tolerance and understanding of all races and cultures because God has created everyone in his image, no matter who we are or where we're from or what country we were born in. All of us are unique and special creation of God, and we believe that. So there I am now. See, just as handsome. This is 2022 in our recent elementary award ceremony. Those are the precious children we teach. Those are the precious lives that we pour into. And we're giving them some awards for academics and for uh, character awards and for improvement awards and all of these things. And we have teachers from all around the globe. We have students from all around the globe. We have a lot of activities. And, and it's just a beautiful family. The one thing that we always stress at BCIS is, is and the parents always say, is we are a family atmosphere that has a special feel about it, that there's something different about it. We have many non-Christian parents and non-Christian students. We don't say that you have to be a Christian to come to the school. Because how can we minister and how can we spread the gospel if we do that? We, we're open to any student from anywhere, from uh, any place, from any background, and we just try to impact them with the love of Jesus. And 
so we have probably maybe 40% Christian and 60% non-Christian. So we have a great mission field. This is a ministry. We All our teachers there, we consider ourselves missionaries, tent maker missionaries because we do work and we earn a salary, but um, it's minimal, but we enough to survive, and that's all we need because the fulfillment of sharing and preaching the gospel and seeing lives transformed by the power of Jesus' name and by the truth of his word is much more valuable than any monetary reward we could receive here on this earth. And there's our grade 6 graduating class. They're going up to high school this year, and they're happy and excited. And there's our students uh, in a, uh, a, a chapel room there. They love to worship. There's nothing like seeing a room full of children worshiping Jesus, singing out to Jesus with all of their hearts and all of their strength. And just being in that room, in, in that moment, in that atmosphere, the Bible tells us that unless we have the heart of a child, unless we accept Christ, like the innocence of a child, we will never see the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples told Jesus, get these children away from you. They're bothering you. They're interfering. And Jesus rebuked the disciples and said, let the little children come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. He rebuked his disciples who were ministering with him and learning under him, the ones he was mentoring, and said, no, 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 no. I want to take time for the children. I want to take a pause. Let the children come and sit on, uh, sit with me and, and let me teach them. So a beautiful picture of the love of Jesus and how much he cares for our children, for our young people, in, those, in the gospel uh, stories of him telling the disciples, let them come. They're not a burden. They're not interfering with anything. Let them come. And uh, so Jesus loves the little children, all the little children of the world. We sang that in Sunday school. And we do at BCIS, at Bangkok Christian International School. We love the young children, the little ones, uh, slightly older ones, and the teenagers, um, all the way up to when we send them off to university. They're on a field trip there and uh, with another one of our great teachers uh, there in Thailand. So having a great time. Um, I think i got to wrap up here very soon. But that's the verse I was talking about. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and, and, oh, this is about sacrificing, what we have to sacrifice. And I believe all of us are called to do this in our own special way. Unless we hate our own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, even our own lives, such a person cannot be my disciple. Whoever not, does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So, yeah, that's every one of us takes up our cross in our own way as God leads you, as God directs you, as God guides you. For me, it was going to Bangkok, Thailand, to BCIS, to Bangkok Christian International School. I've been there 25 years now. I love Thailand. I love the Thai people. And more than anything, I love Jesus with all of my heart, and I try in His strength to serve Him and to reach out to the children and the young people, kindergarten, elementary, and high school. And pray for us. We have a great need right now because of COVID-19. Our school got hit really hard uh, financially and even with our enrollment a bit. And I, I, I know that uh, Pastor Cliff will just remind you from time to time just to pray. All I ask is please just pray for us. That's, that's what we need is your prayers. And we want to move to a new school so we can expand and grow. We have about 400 students. We're expecting maybe 420 this year. And we're packed in a tiny little place. 
Uh, we just got a little chunk of our school taken away by someone we were renting from just in recent months. And so we lost some of our space and we're all cramped and crowded and, and, and we suffered because of the COVID pandemic for the last two years. And we need God to provide for us to get into a, a, a bigger place, a better place, so we can reach more children for Christ, so we can teach more children about His Word and His truth. And uh, we're hoping to do that uh, after two years. But we've got a long way to go to to raise support and to try to uh, take this uh, God school to the next level so we can reach more children and impact more lives for the glory of God and for His kingdom, the expansion of His kingdom. And so that's a little bit about BCIS, about Bangkok Christian International School. And we're really excited. If you ever visit Thailand, you are welcome to come to the school. You are welcome to share in the school. You're welcome to meet the students and see feet on the ground, see uh, with your own eyes, get a hands-on experience of what we're doing there. My brother was there, um, I don't know, five years ago, and just had a, a brief moment to go around when the kids were there. And I'm sure he was blessed just to see the children there um, and, and what happens at the school, even though it was a very brief time. So please pray with us. Please, please pray for us. Please pray that God will take us to the next level so that we can do what we have been doing for the last 25 years so we can keep doing it because that's the next generation, right? 20 years, I might be gone, maybe less. I don't take for granted any day that God gives me. I might not be here tomorrow. But these children are, are, and the young people are the next generation coming up after us. And we have to get the Word of God in their hearts. And we have to prepare them for the real world so they can stand on God's Word and so they can be strong in the face of lots of opposition, in the face of lots of false doctrine and false teaching and crazy things that are out there. Only God can protect them, right? Children like this, <laughs> these beautiful kids. Every time I see children, I get so excited. And uh, God loves them so much. So I know you love your children here and, and also help us love our children there in Thailand. And I pray that uh, um, you, we can feed back to you just the great things that God is doing at BCIS. So I pray that God will bless all of you and Pastor Cliff and Mrs. Dolly and all the team here in your church. It's been an honor to be with you. Pastor Cliff, can I pray for your church just in closing? And uh, thank you for allowing me to be with you today. It was a real honor just to share briefly about God's work in Thailand. Father God, I thank you for Pastor Cliff. I thank you for Mrs. Dolly. I thank you for this beautiful church. I thank you for these beautiful people here in this congregation. I pray that you will bless this church and the ministry here. I pray that you will bless uh, everything that you're doing here, God. I pray that through the power of Jesus' name that you will do great and mighty things amongst the, the uh, brothers and sisters here in this church. And I pray that you'll bless your school over in Thailand and Bangkok, that you will provide uh, for the needs that we have and that you will bless our children and young people that we are teaching and pouring into their lives the word of God and the truth and telling them all about the, the wonderful, beautiful name of Jesus that we sang about this morning. And I pray, God, that, that you'll continue to sustain your school, keep it going and keep it growing. And may many amazing things continue to happen there and here. Kapun Pratao. We thank you, God, for everything that you've done, and we praise and honor you, and uh, we love you very, very much. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hallelujah. Uh, at this point, uh, Dolly will come up and uh, uh, we're going to take an offering for uh, uh, Mr. David and his ministry. Uh, we're going to be giving directly to the ministry, so uh, uh, remember that uh, Mr. David does not receive any of the money uh, personally. This is for his ministry over there. Uh, Dolly, would you come up here? Father, our hearts are stirred, Lord, by what uh, Mr. David has been able to share with us today. And Lord, we uh, pray that you would just uh, help each of us to give out of our hearts, Lord, to uh, the ministry there. It's a worthy ministry, Lord, uh, the uh, education, Lord, of uh, these precious little children from all over the world, that they might hear of Jesus Christ. And I firmly believe, Lord, that you're going to raise up... uh, Missionaries and evangelists out of, uh, and pastors even out of their number, Lord, as they hear the word of God, Lord, and uh, uh, your call would rest upon them, Lord. We don't know exactly what you're going to do with this money, but Lord, we know that it's going to a worthwhile cause. So Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us to share in this ministry that we've just heard about. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dolly and I went to uh, Costco yesterday. Uh, We were going there to St. George to pick up uh, uh, Mr. David and Brian at the uh, shuttle office. And so we stopped in at uh, Costco and I found the book that I've been looking for. It's uh, Pete Hegseth's new book on education. And I said, you know, I wanted to buy it for myself. And I said, this is right up Mr. David's alley. So I bought him a uh, copy of it too. And I know that he's going to read it and, uh, uh, you know, view the ways that uh, we can transform the educational system, not only here in America, but also in uh, uh, the world, the world itself. Um, At this moment, I'm going to go on ahead and uh, uh, preach the word that I have prepared. It's an abbreviated uh, uh, message, so we'll try to make it as uh, brief as possible. Um, To start out with, uh, let's go on ahead and uh, read the scriptures here. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Luke chapter uh, 10 verse 17. Then the seventy returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And finally, Acts chapter 16. uh, You know, uh, Mr. David and Dolly and I were reading that just as part of our uh, Bible reading last night. Uh, It says uh, in Mark chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed by a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed uh, Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. 
Father, as we uh, begin to uh, again study the name of Jesus and the power that uh, that name has over the uh, forces of darkness in this world, Lord, I pray that you would stir our hearts and help us, Lord God, to uh, uh, put these things into practice. And I thank you for being with us, Lord. Let your anointing rest upon this word as I share it with your people. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now Dolly is going to give everybody a little handout uh, with the, the series on the name of Jesus and the other things. I find myself repeating myself a lot of times, you know, as I try to bring everybody up to speed with the uh, series. So I've taken the liberty instead of, uh, you know, taking, normally taking the sermon time to deal with this uh, Dolly, if you would, please uh, start handing those out. I've made a little handout here that summarizes everything that I've uh, been teaching, so I don't have to keep uh, uh, taking sermon time to go over that. Okay, so we last time that we talked about the name of Jesus, we talked about the name against uh, spiritual forces, the forces of darkness. <clears throat> we just read in uh, Mark chapter 16, uh, verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Normally I'm a little, uh, uh, I have reservations about quoting from the last 12 verses of uh, Mark chapter 16 because there's manuscript issues and there's some questionable doctrines taught about that. It's like uh, taking up serpents. Also there's a scripture there that deals with baptismal regeneration, which we do not believe here. And uh, uh, <clears throat> there's also another one that said, talks about Jesus appearing in another form. Well, he didn't appear in another form. He appeared in the same form that appear, uh, was on the cross. It's just that people couldn't recognize him because God wouldn't allow that. Anyway, uh, in this case, I uh, mentioned this verse because it puts directly in words things that uh, I find taught elsewhere in Scripture. Namely, that all believers, and not just the clergy, have the authority to cast out demons. It says in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 17, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Now, there is a special meaning behind this, uh, the 70. In Luke chapter 9, it talks about the 12 that were sent out. But then in chapter 10, it talks about the 70 that were uh, uh, sent out. Why, why is 70 significant? Because 7 in the, uh, uh, the Bible symbolizes completeness or universality. Uh, when I was in Bible college, I uh, heard a speaker by the name of Mario Murillo, and he shared about this. And he says, if only the 12 had been set out, then I would say that uh, not everybody is going to have a miraculous ministry. But then he sent out the 70, which were universal. So all of us have the capacity to have victory over the forces of darkness and not just the select few, not just the clergy. It's for all members of the body of Christ. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Other observations that I made the last time that we spoke on this, which is over a month ago, is that exorcism is for day, today just as it was in New Testament times. Exorcism was very real to the Apostle Paul. And he shows us how it's done. We uh, 
just read about that in uh, Acts chapter 16. Paul spoke to the Spirit directly and says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And what does the Bible say? He came out of her 10 days later, right? No, it doesn't say that at all, does it? It says that he came out of her that very hour. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, the devil has not gone out of business at the close of the apostolic era like some Christian groups teach. It's still alive. And he, the Satan, you know, one of the books that really influenced me a lot, you know, when I first got to, together with the Lord back in 1975, is the Lord put into my hands this book by Hal Lindsey called Satan is Alive and Well on Planet Earth. And I'm telling you that's true today. Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. But we have authority over him in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. There's also discerning of spirits, which is listed as one of the nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, if the gifts of the Spirit are for today, and we believe that they are for today here in the Assemblies of God Church, then the discerning of spirits is also for today. <clears throat> so, why have this gift of discerning of spirits if spirits are not real in the first place? And believe me, they are real. You go to a place in Thailand, and you uh, come to realize really quick that they are very real. A lot of missionaries feel the spiritual oppression in that little country as soon as they walk off that plane. But the name of Jesus gives us the victory that we need over the forces of darkness. But we also know that it only belongs to us as believers. Because you have the seven sons of Sceva. You can read that story in Acts chapter 19 where the seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out a spirit. And the spirit spoke to them and said, Jesus I know and Paul I've heard of, but who are you? And it says that the de uh, demonic spirit in the man set upon them and sent all seven of them out uh, naked and bleeding. In other words, he tore their clothes and beat them up. So we have power over them, but that's not for the believer, especially those that do not understand what the name of Jesus is all about. Okay, engagement of spirits as combat. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we wrestle not, do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Our conflict is not against flesh and blood. Too often, you know, we have somebody that's really annoying us. Maybe we've got a son or a daughter that's got a drug problem or some other kind of problem. Or somebody's just giving us a hassle at work. You know, instead of, uh, uh, you know, we lash out at these people. Instead of recognizing we need to address the spiritual force operating in that person that the devil is using against us. We need to start combating the spiritual forces uh, that is driving that person to trouble us. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, Paul writes this about uh, one of his fellow laborers. A bondservant of Christ greets you always laboring. The word therefore laboring means striving, struggling, wrestling 
fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. So my question again for you is, do you wrestle with the spirits in, uh, uh, in prayer? Do you tell these spirits that are troubling the person that's bothering you, uh, do, you uh, do you tell them to take their filthy hands off of your friend or your loved one? Or do you know, <clears throat> quit operating in the life of this person that is troubling you? You need to take authority over them. You appropriate the victory of Jesus Christ over them, which he accomplished at the cross. It says in uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, Having disarmed the uh, powers and authorities, he made a, a public spectacle, triumphing over them by the cross. That speaks of the battle that was just prior to Jesus' resurrection, when all the forces of darkness tried to keep Jesus in that grave. But Jesus triumphed over them. They could not hold him, and he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. And that victory is yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and uh, 2. And he, you, that is the Ephesian believers, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. We have power over them, brothers and sisters, the spiritual forces of darkness. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And so, who is sufficient for all these things? So pe when people in the world get mad at you, you know, the people on the left, the uh, political uh, spectrum, they're trying to shut us up. In the meantime, they're pushing on us all of this liberal agenda with uh, its ungodly precepts. They get really mad when you start preaching against, you know, our, uh, uh, you know, uh, these teachers that are teaching us, our kids, about uh, critical race theory and gender ideology. They think that they have the liberty to push that upon us, but we don't have the, uh, you know, the liberty to evangelize them, to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And they hate us. Why? Because we're the stench of death to them. Their fate is uh, sealed. Unless they repent and turn to Christ, they are bound for an eternity away from God. And that's why we need to stand up and preach Jesus Christ to them. Hallelujah. <clears throat> this is because of the cross of Jesus Christ, the triumph of the cross. You know, at the cross, the forces of darkness were defeated. They could not keep Jesus Christ in the grave. I like Brother uh, uh, David here sharing us, uh, his testimony about how he got saved by Billy Graham. 
And here's a little story about this. It was, uh, uh, I found this uh, a little while ago in uh, Greg Glory's, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, newsletter that he sends out, which arrives at my uh, email in basket uh, every day. And he was talking about uh, Billy Graham. And he said, years ago, I, that is Greg Glory, was having a meal with Billy Graham. I was a young man at the time, and I said to him, if an older Billy could speak to a younger Billy, what would you say to yourself? What would you say to a younger Billy that he should be preaching on more than he is now? Without missing a beat, Billy Graham said to him, I would preach more on the cross and the blood of Christ because that's where the power is. Amen. You know, we have power over these forces of darkness. I, you know, I, I, you know uh, for our worship time, I, I used a lot of songs by uh, the group Hillsong. I love listening to them because they preach, uh, they sing so much on this very subject. The cross and the effective, uh, 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 it's of efficacy to bring freedom to us. Freedom from sin and the forces of darkness. Free, grace and the forgiveness of sin. Sin, referring to not only to its penalty, but also its power over us. You know, Jesus said before he went to the cross, in the upper room discourse, you know, I've talked about that before, the final thoughts that he shared with his disciples before he went to the cross. He said, the prince of this world, referring to the devil, is coming. And then he said, and he has no power over me. He has nothing in me. Now, that's what I want to be able to say too. He has nothing in me. And he has nothing in you in terms of the penalty and power of sin if you appropriate this message that you have the victory through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said, his final things, as he hung there on the cross, just before his earthly life expired, he said, it is finished. Now that phrase that's translated, it is finished, is a single group, Greek word in the Greek text, tetelestai. And it comes from the Greek uh, root word teleos, which is elsewhere translated as perfect or complete. Jesus said, it is completed. It is finished. Hallelujah. And, you know, the, uh, the redemption of mankind has been accomplished. The victory over sin and Satan is over with. It's completed. It's a legal term meaning paid in full. The debt of sin that you owed God has been paid for in full. And the devil no longer has any power over us. And I'm going to conclude this with a little uh, uh, testimony. Um, there's on uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Swaggart's uh, uh, TV station. You know, there's a particular program that I really love a lot, and that is uh, Story Behind the Song. It's uh, hosted by Jimmy Swaggart's uh, son, Donnie Swaggart, and he shared just this past week about this one song. Uh, and that title of the song is It Is Finished. And we're going to be playing that in just a moment. It was written by a man by the uh, name of Bill and his wife, Gloria uh, Gaither. 
They are one of the most prolific songwriters of uh, the, la the past 50 years. You know, they wrote that song, uh, He Touched Me. Anybody know that song? He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that fills my soul. You've heard that song? You know, they wrote that. And they heard a message on this subject. It is finished. And it just profoundly affected them. So you know what they did? They said to themselves, you know, we've got to write a song on that you know, subject. It is finished. And they couldn't seem to come up with any ideas at first. But then they started thinking, and this happened back in uh, the 1970s. And there was a couple of stories that broke uh, through. There was the, uh, it was the end of the Vietnamese War. And all of our prisoners of war that had been kept in what they jokingly called the Hanoi Hilton, which was a prison camp there in uh, North Vietnam. And the part of the terms of peace is those prisoners were sent home. Many of them came back. They'd been in, they, the, many of them thought that they would never see freedom again. They thought that they were going to die in that Hanoi Hilton, that, uh, uh, that prison camp. And they came home, and many of them, as soon as they walked off the plane, they, they just bowed down and got on the ground and kissed American soil, that they were back on American soil. Many of them met uh, uh, <clears throat> children that had been born while they were imprisoned. You know, maybe their wife was pregnant before, maybe they were just small babies, and now, you know, they're six, five, six, seven years old, never had met their father before. And here they were, and they appreciated the freedom that we have in this country. And we have freedom in the name of Jesus, too, don't we? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, the other big story that broke was a, uh, there was this uh, 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 Japanese soldier that walked out of the uh, jungles of Guam, you know, in 1972. This is 27 years after the uh, World War II had ended. And this man had been living in the jungles for 27 years. His uniform was just all in tatters. You know, his rifle that he had carried around all those years was rusted shut. You know, his ammunition belt had rotted. And, you know, the ammunition was falling out. And here he finally found out that the war was over. And the war is over, brothers and sisters. The enemy is defeated. So with that uh, thought in mind, uh, as the, we'll just wrap things up uh, as uh, uh, they cue up that uh, song. And let's worship the Lord as we uh, think and meditate on it.
offering. Thank you, Jesus, for winning that conflict. Hallelujah. And help us to attain that conflict in our own hearts. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you have done for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, let's have uh, uh, a word of prayer now. Uh, needs, physical needs in the congregation. Pray for Pastor Sandra. She's got uh, a lot to deal with, you know, with uh, the physical difficulties that she's had. Thank you, Donnie. And uh, now, of course, the uh, sense of loss in her life now that uh, uh, Randy has gone home to be with the Lord. So pray that God will uh, minister to her and... Uh, uh, give her a new lease on life, you know, that uh, uh, she can still minister to the Lord in uh, uh, intercessory prayers and uh, uh, pray for her. Okay, uh, let's keep, continue to uh, hold up uh, Ethan and Sister Pam. And Trevi. Trevi's had a bit of a rough go the last few uh, uh, days with di digestive problems, so 
hold these uh, uh, people up in prayer. Um, Mr. Mary, with uh, her <clears throat> living situation right now. Um, other uh, prayer requests for members of the uh, congregation. How are you feeling now, uh, uh, Tony? Feeling good? Okay. Okay, pray for uh, uh, John and also uh, uh, Jackie, uh, Pastor Sandra's neighbor. Both of them have uh, suffered debilitating strokes. Dwayne doing? Have you heard? Uh... Yeah, he's alright now. Okay, he's doing better. Dwayne had a back ailment for a while, but it's good to hear that he's doing better. Okay, any other physical needs? Okay, we always pray for rain, and the Lord is answering prayers. You know, even though we didn't get any, we didn't get any yesterday, did we? Uh, you know, I was uh, busy uh, with uh, picking up. Uh, uh, Brother David and uh, Brian, and you know we went to Snow Canyon, and then to uh, uh, took a drive through uh, Zion. So I wasn't here in the area until uh, uh, later in the evening. Did did we get any here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a few spritzes, I guess. But uh, you know, I could see some pretty heavy clouds around. So somebody's getting rain. Any rain that we can get in this whole area is uh, uh, definitely welcome. We're coming into monsoon season, and when the monsoon season comes to uh, uh, Trinity Church, you know what that means? Means we're going to have the, start having the goat heads uh, uh, sprout up. So we're going to be working hard to overcome them. You know, I'll be prepared this year. Okay, uh, rain. Any other prayer requests? Okay, we always pray for our nation. Pray for uh, revival. Pray for our leaders and we pray for intercessors to be raised up to stand in the gap and I, I kind of teach you how to pray for these needs while I'm up here you know before so uh, you, you know th these are things that you keep in mind these all roughly uh, uh, translate with what Jesus spoke of when he spoke of uh, uh, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's missions here. The Holy, he said that the Holy Spirit would come and he would convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And that's roughly exactly those three needs that we have. Uh, sin because we need to put away sin in this nation. And the only way we're going to do it is if we have revival. Amen? Amen. Righteousness you know, we got the problem is we've got ungodly leaders there, 
And we pray that the, pray that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit will uh, tell them, you know, this is the way you should be leading. This is the way you should be ruling. This is the way that you should be making laws. And if not, we pray that God will replace them. We've got an election coming up, so maybe we can get rid of a lot of these ungodly rulers. And finally, you know, of judgment, and the judgment is coming to this nation. I always quote to you Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 30 and 31, where it talks about that God was looking for intercessors, and it says he found none. Therefore, verse 31 says that his judgment became in inevitable upon the nation of Judah. And I pray to God that I, we have not crossed the line with this nation. And so that's why we need to be praying for intercessors. I pray and maybe God will use you personally to stand in the gap. Okay? So that will stay back the hand of judgment. Okay, I pray it's not too late already. Okay, we pray for our nation. And what other nations do we pray for? We always pray for Israel. Right? And we always pray for, we're praying uh, for Ukraine now with all the things that are going on. Pray that the people there will not be filled with bitterness towards God. And pray for uh, uh, Dolly's home country and... Uh, uh, Brother David's adopted country of Thailand. Okay. And uh, any other prayer requests? Always pray for our family and friends. Saved and unsaved. Amen. And unspoken requests. Who's got an unspoken request? Hold your hand up high. You want God to meet that need. Hold it up high. Saying, God, I've got this need in my life. I need you to move. Okay, unspoken request. Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we uh, come before you and uh, uh, we praise and thank you that you have given us the opportunity to approach your throne of grace, Lord, that we may find uh, mercy and help in time of need. And uh, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would uh, just uh, hear our prayers, Lord God. Lord, you've said to be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and thanksgiving, with thank, uh, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make our requests be made known to you, and then we will have the peace of God which rules over our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the, uh, <clears throat> the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, we just hold up to you, uh, Pastor Sandra. Lord, I think her heart really aches on uh, Sundays, Lord, because he, she's not able to be here now with uh, uh, Randy not being around to drive her here. I know she really wants to be with us, Lord, but Lord, I pray that you'd bring her comfort during this time of loss, and uh, Lord, help us to uh, continue to hold her up in prayer on a daily basis. Lord, we pray for our older folk that are here, Lord, for Ethan and for Pam and Trevi, Lord, with the uh, physical needs that they have, uh, especially with Ethan, Lord, uh, not uh, having not only his uh, 
digestive system, not absorbing all the uh, food that he has. And uh, uh, Lord, also for his breathing problems, we pray that you'd lessen that, Lord. Bring him comfort, Lord. Help him to be able to uh, uh, not be cold all the time. And uh, Lord, I pray for Pam, that you would be with her, Lord, with her back ailments. And for both her and uh, Trevi with the digestive ailments that they have. Lord, we pray for uh, Sister Mary, Lord. We pray that you just work in her life, Lord, and uh, uh, bring uh, victory to her, Lord, and uh, guide and direct her footsteps. And bring people into her life, Lord, that uh, will help her, Lord, in her current situation. Pray for uh, John and Jackie with the strokes that we've uh, they've had. We thank you, that Lord, that Jackie knows you, uh, as her personal Lord, <clears throat> Lord and Savior. And I don't know about Brother John, Lord. They, they both need to recover from these debilitating strokes that they've had. But Lord, I pray, especially prayer for them. Lord God, uh, that uh, you would also attend to John's uh, spiritual needs too. Lord, I pray that he would be able to find you. Lord, we pray for uh, Worth, Lord, who's going in for this eye operation. Uh, in the next week or so. Lord, uh, pray that you'd guide and direct the uh, uh, surgeon's uh, hand as he does what he needs to do. Lord, we pray also for rain for this parched region here. We praise and thank you, Lord, for the rain that we've had in the last uh, few days. And Lord, uh, we pray that you would just uh, bring about that rain. And uh, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that it would fill up our reservoirs, Lord God, uh, so that uh, uh, we would have the uh, hydroelectric power that we need. And also for, Lord, all of us that are involved in the cattle industry, because uh, our cattle, Lord, uh, need to have uh, uh, fresh water to drink and uh, grass to eat, Lord God. And so, Lord, I pray... In Jesus' name, Lord, that you would just uh, meet that need, Lord, and the need of this whole area, Lord God. And uh, we praise and thank you, Lord. We pray for our nation, Lord. We pray that your uh, Holy Spirit would sweep across this nation and uh, bring about that conviction of uh, sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And Lord, we desperately need a revival. We praise and thank you, Lord, for the uh, Supreme Court ruling on uh, Friday, Lord God, that has stricken down that uh, uh, <clears throat> that horrible ruling that was fomented uh, uh, back uh, uh, 49 years ago, the Roe v. Wade, Lord. It's been stricken down. And now, Lord, the people can decide, Lord, uh, uh, what they want to do with the abortion in their respective uh, states. So, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, uh, that you would... Uh, uh, I, I praise and thank you, Lord, for the babies that will be saved, Lord, and not not aborted because it's made abortion harder to come by in many uh, states. So, Lord, I pray that uh, you would help us to overcome these other the ways that Satan has been creeping into our nation, Lord, the uh, miseducation of our uh, children, Lord, and teaching them this uh, awful uh, uh, critical race theory, Lord God, and the gender identity, Lord, and uh, Lord, just unmask them, Lord. Uh, Lord, let those that uh, speak lives, let their mouths be stopped as we read in the uh, 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 Psalm 63, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise and thank you for this, Lord. And the other things, Lord, we pray against that, uh, <clears throat> the uh, 
sin of uh, alcoholism and drug addiction, Lord God, and sexual addiction that has been besetting us, Lord. And Lord, how many, uh, so many people are dying right now because of fentanyl coming across our borders, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would help us to get control over our borders again. Lord, we pray for these ungodly leaders, Lord. Uh, there's godly ones too, Lord. But we pray especially for these ungodly uh, leaders, Lord, that they would be convicted of righteousness. Help them to know how to make decisions, Lord, that would please and glorify you, Lord. And if they refuse to repent, I pray that they would be removed from office, Lord. We pray for that election that's coming up, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that the godliest rulers uh, available would be raised up through the up-and-coming election, Lord God. And Lord, we pray for intercessors that will stand in the gap, Lord, and... Uh, that your hand of judgment would be stayed, Lord, uh, and that it would not befall us, Lord. But, Lord, I pray that you would have your will, own will with the United States of America. Let us just get back to, again to you, Lord, and the godly uh, <coughs> heritage that this nation was founded upon. Pray for the nation of Israel, Lord. Pray for your hand of protection, Lord. And Lord, I, I know that you love your people, Lord God, and I know that you're going to come through. We just don't know how you're going to answer this prayer. But Lord, I pray that your perfect will would be uh, worked out, Lord. And uh, uh, Lord, uh, maybe it will take a preemptive strike by Israel against their deadly enemy, Iran, that has sworn that they're going to wipe Israel off the face of the map, Lord God. Lord, I uh, pray that you would just move upon the uh, leaders there in Israel and help them to know how to solve that situation. Lord, we also pray for Ukraine, Lord. We pray that you'd protect the, the people there, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray that the people will not be, their minds will not be poisoned towards you, Lord, and be embittered towards you, Lord, because of all the suffering that they've had to endure uh, the last several months. And Lord, I pray for the peace of that land, Lord. I thank you for this, Lord. And I pray for Thailand, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your church over there. I thank you for uh, Brother David, Lord, and the ministry that he has there, Lord, of uh, really touching people, Lord God, and uh, and uh, and that uh, uh, the, the future leaders of that nation and other uh, uh, nations, Lord God. I thank you for that ministry, Lord, of uh, shaping those young lives, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray for your church uh, over there, Lord. I pray that you would protect them. Lord, I thank you that COVID is uh, winding down there in uh, Thailand, Lord. I also pray for the political climate, Lord God, that you would raise up, again, leaders that would do your bidding over there. Thank you for protecting your church, Lord God. And Lord, we pray for our family and friends, Lord. We pray for those of them that are uh, saved, Lord, that you would uh, protect them from the devil's onslaughts, Lord. We've... Uh, study today, Lord, and uh, uh, heard about how it is finished, Lord. The victory is theirs for the uh, uh, taking, Lord. And I know that the, the devil will try to um, <clears throat> cause conflict in our hearts, Lord. And if we see our our uh, young, uh, beloved uh, young people uh, straying, Lord, and going down the dark path of sin. Give us the words to speak to them, Lord, that uh, uh, will uh, uh, keep them uh, uh, from the, the clutches of the enemy. 
Pray for those that are unsaved too, Lord, that uh, you'd give us the words to speak to them and bring saved people into their hearts, uh, lives, Lord, that they would speak to them the uh, gospel, Lord. Help us to know how to, what to save, Lord, because it says that we are to redeem the opportunities because the days are evil. And finally, Lord, we just pray for these unspoken requests, Lord. We pray that you would meet them and... Uh, and Mm-hmm.